Good evening and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Snake River Lib podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, have a few things to talk about today and we'll just kind of meander and see how it goes. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about impeachment first. Whole lot of things to talk about with impeachment. Um, start off with, uh, they held a vote yesterday morning, um, as to whether or not continue is uh, 56, 44, something like that. Uh, one of the Republicans who previously said uh, a trial to con- convict the president is not constitutional because you're a- actually going after a private citizen if he's already left office. So, so the Stalin show trial, known as the impeachment trial in the Senate, without the constitutional um, chief justice presiding because he thought that the whole thing was a farce, um, proceeds forward. Now, they lost one of the Republicans uh, on that procedural vote. Now, Senator Cassidy of Louisiana, is, um, he's actually a squish, so I say Republican, is really Republican in name only. And I'll tell you this, there's going to be a pretty good battle when this whole thing washes out as to who really is the Republican Party. On one hand, you've got the D.C. Swamp Republicans, um, Collins, Romney, now Cassidy, apparently. I guess he likes the swamps. I mean, he's from Louisiana. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he's finding himself well at home there. Um, Wanting to join that. And here's a little special bonus about old uh, Senator Cassidy. He's he's part of this no-labels crowd. Now... I, if you want to be progressive and you're honest about your pro- uh, progressivism, which Biden was not, uh, well, whoever's controlling Biden didn't let him speak about uh, the, uh, the progressive agenda that he's pursuing because he'd have lost. I mean, it's that simple. Um, I'm okay with that. You know, nobody questions where my politics are. Of course, I'm doing a podcast, and I mean, what can you do a podcast if you're a moderate, you know, or somebody that was doesn't want to take a stand for anything, you know? I mean, what kind of podcast would that be? Um, mush, I guess. But he's part of this no labels. He doesn't want to tell you where he stands on anything, and so where do you? If you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing. That's the problem in Washington, D.C. I mean, I have admired on this uh, uh, medium uh, Tulsi Gabbard, former uh, congresswoman from Hawaii, Democrat, very progressive. Why? Because she spoke her mind. She was willing to work with other people to accomplish what she felt needed to be accomplished. You see, I, I won't go into the details, but if you remember, Donald Trump was willing to meet the Democrats on immigration way over on their side of the fence, so to speak, with DACA and amnesty and such. He was willing to do that, which shows you where the Democrats are when they say unite. Uh, They don't mean unite. They mean squash, destroy. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, so 
Tulsi Gabbard wears her positions on her sleeve. She wears her progressivism on her sleeve. Believe me, there's a lot of things I don't like about Tulsi Gabbard. Um, but, you know, she wants to bring the military home from everywhere, not just the Middle East or Afghanistan, but everywhere. You know, she she is a, uh, um, I don't know if it was Army Reserve or National Guard from Hawaii, but she spent some time over overseas as part of her duty while as a congresswoman. So, you know, pro, pro-abortion, I know, I, I'm not a fan of that. But you know what? She's willing to work with people for common sense legislation. And the progressives that are running the show now, they, they're not going to work with anybody. They don't have to, they feel like. Um, speaking of uh, impeachment, just for a little bit, and then we got a few other things I want to talk about before we move on. Um, House managers, when they were presenting their case, which Cassidy just loved, you know, that's one of the reasons why he decided that it was no longer unconstitutional to have a trial to uh, convict citizen Trump. Um, the House managers presented this video and they uh, with the playing um, recording, a video recording of Trump's speech on January 6th, which is what this is all about is speech. It's not about anything else. It's about speech. If you get anything from this to tell your friends about the impeachment trial for citizen Trump is the desire to squash speech that the current majority disagrees with. That's what it's all about. Um, anyway, as it turns out, the House managers broke a House rule in that no video or audio recordings can be played that have been edited. And do you know what they forgot to put in that video? Where then-President Trump tells his supporters to peacefully and patriotically go over to the Capitol to make your voice be heard. Some reason they, they left that out. I don't know why they did. Um, the fact check has been done by and and they were no they were not able to spin this to, to show that the house managers presented a good faith event of what happened. Never mind the fact that the DOJ has indicted people uh, for a conspiracy uh, well before the January 6th event and are charging people, which would indicate that the whole thing, of course, is the Stalinesque show trial that it is. But they broke rules. And chances are there's going to be uh, some ethic committee, ethics House Ethics Committee, which is a equal on both sides, members of the committee, to to take a look at this. Maybe that's why all the members of the House that are presenting, or man, the House managers are all backbenchers, you know, pawns. 
if you will. Hmm. Where else can we go? Oh, um, so, so, um, as one of the many actions that, uh, uh, Senator by or president Biden's handlers have had him do is to take the Houthi rebels in Lem and Yemen off of the terrorist list. They were very grateful for that, of course. And what they do, they blew up an airplane in Saudi Arabia uh, right after doing that. How about that? Um, uh, there were some questions. Uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News asked uh, uh, Jen Circleback Saki the, about where all these people who are have lost or will lose their jobs, supposed to go for their green job. And her answer was, tell me or prove to me that those green jobs will not be available. Think about that. Will not, prove to me that they will not be available. Yeah, but they've lost their jobs today. Well, we'll have green jobs for them sometime. How about that? Um, I was doing a little bit of research with all this spending. Uh, if you remember back uh, last year, President Trump had proposed to put a pause on the collection of Social Security as a way to help people out. Now... In case you're wondering, because I actually went to the Social Security's website and look at how much Social Security was collected. The last year they had was 2019. Um, it'll be less this year because of the Democrat-inspired uh, uh, recession. Social Security collected less than $1 trillion in 2019 from employers and employees and the self-employed. That would not have been a very big, you know, but we've passed trillions of dollars in stimulus. But here's the thing. Who benefits if you stop collecting Social Security? Now, remember, there's a huge thing, you know, all the flags going up about about uh, Social Security going broke, which it is. And it's too late to stop it. And 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 the date keeps getting closer and closer that it's not going to be there. But who benefits the most when you stop collecting the payroll tax on Social Security? The person who's working is the one that collects it. And I'll be right back. And we're back. Sorry, I had to cut off real quick, but the dogs have a very limited attention span, um, which is why I usually do this a lot later at night. But I wanted to get it out of the way uh, simply because get it out there before people go to sleep. That way I can say it was a Wednesday edition. Um, continuing on with Social Security, to me that was... Uh, that was kind of a big deal because, you know, Trump was just raked over the coals for even proposing 
suspending uh, the payroll tax till the end of the year. And yet that is money that would have gone directly to those that are working. Um, in fact, it might even cause a little bit of a rebellion uh, when they start taking it out again. And so perhaps that's probably why more than anything the Democrats were so opposed to it. But just to let you know, over the past uh, year, um, with the new stimulus that's coming, uh, there'll be close to $5 trillion, which would be five times that amount. Out of that $5 trillion, each of you are only going to get an additional probably 1400 even though um, President Biden promised an additional $2,000, or then-candidate Biden um, promised. Actually, he campaigned as the president-elect for the Senate in Georgia. So actually, yeah, president-elect Biden promised an additional $2,000, not $1,400 to add on to the down payment of 600 So just wanted to mention that. Um, Let's see, talked about the green jobs, talked about the Houthi rebels. Um, I want to talk about right now there's a hearings going on for this uh, uh, person, uh, Nira Tandon, who's the uh, nominee for to run the Office of uh, Personnel Management, or actually Management and Budget, the OMB. She, uh, she, has, uh, she spent most of her time in November uh, deleting tweets that were very, very nasty and not just to Republicans. Uh, uh, she had all sorts of nice things to say about uh, Senator Sanders from Vermont. Um, and so she spent November and December deleting thousands of tweets so as to not appear horrible with the anticipated uh, nomination coming up, probably told to do so by Biden's team. Um but so here she is in the hearing, um, Senator Kennedy, the the real Republican from Louisiana, um, asked about, went back and forth on those tweets, and finally he he said, he asked her, "Did you mean it when you tweeted it?" And she never answered that question. She, I regret, I'm sorry, you know, I shouldn't have done that. It was a yes or no question, uh, Miss Tandon. Did you mean the tweets when you sent them out? There's no ambiguity there. I don't care now. I mean, now you're trying to get a job. And you're pretty controversial. And so you might lose a Democrat. Maybe. Who knows? And so what do you do? Well, I regret. It was a simple question. And this is one thing um, when they're doing these hearings. I mean, if you want substantial uh, hearings of substance, you really do need to get down and say this. You suspend the time. And you say, will you or will you not answer the question? I've answered, no, you have not. Let the record reflect that the nominee refuses to answer the question. Or better still, say, we're suspending the clock until she answers. In this case, does she? And then no one say anything except for the senator who asked the question. And I'm not just saying about this for Republicans. I mean, 
if you want real answers instead of just getting up there and showboating for your five minutes as senators, you need to when when the nominee refuses to answer a direct question, a closed-ended question, which requires a yes or no, true-false type answer. The clock should be suspended until either the nominee says, I refuse to answer the question, or properly responds to the question. I regret that, is what she said. That's not an answer. The answer isn't how you feel now. The answer is when you tweeted them, did you mean them? Yeah. Um, I mentioned some of the things that that are really going through my head right now. Um, So pop question. Well, I'm going to give you the answer, so it's not really a question, but rhetorical, I guess. What's the smallest minority in the United States? And by the way, this is a minority that Democrats and progressives hate. I mean, they hate them with passion, this minority. Because this minority is why everything that they want to do, and the squish Republicans, the swamp dwellers, want to do. This minority is the whole purpose for the Declaration of Independence and for the United States Constitution and why the founders hated democracy. They hated democracy because democracy couldn't care less about this minority. And if I happen to say Democrat in here, it's with a little d for this purpose. Um, The answer, of course, is the individual. Democrats despise the concept of an individual. They hate it. They build up these fences, putting people into, uh, into corrals like stockyards. so that they can be, people can be pitted against each other. They hate the individual. They hate the man or woman who stands up and speaks their mind. I think that's one of the reasons why they hate Tulsi Gabbard so much, uh, Democrats with a big D this time, because she recognizes the individual. The whole Constitution, the framework of the United States government, was built to protect that individual. Were there abuses of it? Of course. Don't give me slavery. The price was paid for slavery during the Civil War. The fact that Democrats let their nut jobs and sheets run around has nothing to do 
with the promise of the Constitution for the individual. Shields were put up. What were those shields? Well, start off with the United States. We look at them as just borders that are just an expansion of, of counties. The founders saw them as so much more. The states were really sovereign unto themselves. Um, I mean, they couldn't negotiate foreign policy. But when it came to foreign policy, like confirming a secretary of state, confirming ambassadors, uh, ratifying treaties, who did that? It's the United States Senate, which was made up of people who were representing the states as entities. Oh, gee, look what happened there. One of the pillars to prevent democracy, the Senate, and the Senate being the body that represents the individual states collectively, was fallen by the 17th Amendment. Of course, their destruction, the, the destruction of the state as an entity in the government, was already lost with the um, War of Northern Aggression, if you will, um, took away, really, the whole concept of states' rights. Made sure that that wasn't going to be a factor again. You have a president not elected by the people, but elected by the Electoral College, which was selected by state legislatures. Did you know that? Well, I mean, I've mentioned it before, so if you listen, then you already know that a state could decide we're not going to have a popular vote in this state. And the state legislature just decide which, what electors were going to go. There's democracy for you. The presidency was protected from the mob. Make no mistake, democracy is mobocracy, and we are seeing it played out today. So the presidency, the Senate, what's left? Well, the courts. Well, we saw a glimpse of that uh, back in the 1930s when the Supreme Court was uh, rightly uh, busting up the New Deal. And so what did FDR do? He threatened to democratize the Supreme Court. Essentially where you have a popular vote, which is through the president and through the Senate, that can override a court by stuffing it with people that are on your side. I mentioned earlier that Donald Trump was, uh, Citizen Trump is on trial in the Senate because of speech. 
Now that speech was given, while that speech was being given, which of course the House managers edited out the key points, um, the riots had already started. The DOJ, I think I mentioned this already, has said, in fact, they knew before and they warned the mayor of Washington, D.C., who said, I don't need any federal help. Now they want to be a state, D.C. does. And, you know, and to me, let's see, they want to be a state, but right now it's uh, under federal occupation. Should they be a state? Well, the constitutionality actually is at question. And if they want to claim taxation without representation, well, they can just absorb the... Uh, uh, for for purposes of voting and such, they can just absorb into Maryland the citizens of D.C. who weren't even supposed to be there. Speech is on trial in Senate. It's that simple. And Citizen Trump is their target. It's a Snake River Lib. That's your tax dollars at work there in the Senate right now. What else would you call it? Theft. Have a good night.